one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 31. We're into the 30s now, just like me. Um, <laughs> God, I feel old just being on this podcast. I feel old making that joke. God, what the hell is wrong with me? Uh, I thought he's not old. It, well, then maybe I'm just saying that because I'm getting there. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm I'm not. Well, maybe I think 30s old because I spend so much time reading medieval literature, like. Uh, there's, there's pre- like that. That was oh, well, yeah, that's it, like old age. Yeah, you, you were over the range. hill at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have like retirement age? Ah, uh, not really. I mean, they're probably not. Cause sort of. Still you you basically fit, worked as I long guess. as you could, but if you got to like retirement age, if you were lucky enough to live that long, then you were essentially like some person of note, like uh, you a were sage. Some, yeah, exactly. Or just, like, somebody in the town who just, like, knew all the shit, or you became a Hang on, so all of those, like, uh, stories about, like, you know, Merlin the wizard being this old man. I mean, could have just Bollocks? been some old dude. Yeah, but, like, to get to the age that we think of an old man these days, no, that so, would be, like... So that's, that's actually, um, a bit of, um, it's a bit of, like, uh, a historical myth people did live to like their 60s and 70s and even their 80s in some cases in medieval times um it was a it was less common but pretty much as long as you made it through adolescence you had a good shot of living into your 60s as long as you didn't die in war um so Mm -hmm. and the reason being like um like the reason the the average age of death was so low is because there was a lot more infant mortality there were a lot of people who died in their yeah, um, teens and 20s anything. from violent death like uh, military Ugh. action and stuff like that there's something you need to remember. I need to tell you in the break Okay, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's already I, got to that point okay, well that that's already a bingo square it is <laughs> Speaking of, we had bingos, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, for the first time ever, episode 25 and 26 were apparently bingos, or so I was informed. Two in a row. God. After a 24-episode, like, uh... Well, actually, the, the bingo card only started, like, in the, um, the 20s for the episodes, so... Hmm. It was, it was not bingo for a while, and then... Bingo. <laughs> Double bingo. Anyway, <laughs> let me get into the topics, because the first one I want to talk about is something that is very near and dear to my heart, uh, and that is meaningless corporate jargon. <laughs> Close to your heart? Well, in the sense that I also feel hatred in my heart. Okay. <laughs> I, um, so I, I, I don't, and I, I'm not going to, but I don't, I don't talk about really um, work on the podcast. And there's a very good reason for that. Um, mainly, it's not that interesting. And also, I don't want to make it easier for the psychopath that will eventually find and kill me. But the <laughs> I do work in like a corporate office environment. And I absolutely despise some of the sort of like generic, Lingo. boring corporate jargon. Yeah. Like back, back in the, the early and mid 2000s, it was words like learnings. Learnings with an S, mind you, and synergy, and um, 
whenever anyone says the word synergy, I do the thing with the hands, you know, the <laughs> you would... spread the fingers and just like power them into each other. Synergy. synergy. Oh my just god, I just synergize. I, I, I'm do this is being a fully audio medium. I'm but I'm just I'm doing that motion with my so hands. My... <laughs> But and well, that's the point. Like those those words became so universally mocked and recognized as meaningless <laughs> nonsense that they became a meme, essentially. A little bit, yeah. And, and new things were um, just the the word yesterday at the the meeting um, that was driving me nuts at first was uh, empowering or empowered, mm. and I like <laughs> I was. Eight minutes into the meeting, this mind you, just being a meeting where, like, you know, the the higher ups in my company talked down to the rest of us and told us what we should be doing, uh, but it was all dressed up and made, you know, to make you feel better if you weren't paying attention. And mm -hmm. the 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 exact the quote I think I sent uh, to Juan, and I may have sent this to you too, um, just making fun of the meeting. I was like. We want to make sure that our empowered employees feel empowered to empower themselves to make goals that empower us as a company. It's, it's just, you don't have to use the, is it, are, like, do they have a running bet in the background? Like, the, the manager that, that says empowered the most time gets ten bucks? Like, yeah. uh, anyway, I, I want to keep this as far away from, from me as possible, but these these types of words, like, really get under my skin. Like, just use... Mm simple language like not you don't have to be like you know speaking at a third grade level you can use like esoteric language that actually has some you know niche like understanding to it that shows off that you are an educated person just don't use these generic soulless meaningless fucking corporate words well or, or just use them sparingly yeah, well, that's the other thing. I think it's the overuse that really gets to me, um, if I'm, you know, being fair. Because if you use, like, synergy is a word that actually does have some meaning. And if you were to use it, like, once in a presentation, okay, it's mm. cool. You've, you've, you've used it like a punctuation mark. You actually give the word the weight that it probably was originally intended to, instead yeah, of just playing use... fucking buzzword bingo. When when uh, quite often when kids are taught for the first time how to use exclamation marks, they use them all. Exclamation the time. marks just use, appear everywhere because they're just thinking, "Oh, I mean this in a like a serious manner, so I must finish it with an exclamation mark." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's exactly the same thing. It loses all value. Well, this is another thing. I think when in the in in like the corporate environment. I mean people do use overuse exclamation marks quite a bit as well. Yeah, uh, uh, an even more simple version of that is the word and. Yeah, yeah, d exactly. I mean, don't don't use run-on sentences. Like, end yeah. a sentence when it's supposed to be ended. That's, that's why typically whenever I'm describing something and I'm using adjectives, I'll use uh, a maximum of three, because that's kind of effective. It's like uh, big, scary, and terrifying. Well, yeah. Any more than that, and it's just no one gives a toss. <laughs> it's it's true, and I, I try to do this when I'm writing, like, or trying to make a point, is I'll use I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it to a, a it, like, if I'm trying to say something as a benefit, right? I'll try to mm. keep it to three points. It's like, this, this will be this, this, and this. Even if there are more benefits, 
Just keep it to keep it tight. Yeah. Like keep it to those three. Hmm. There, there is a, um, there's a quote which I absolutely love, and I know I've mentioned before on the podcast. I think it was Mark Twain, and it was, um, if I had more time, I'd write a shorter story. And right. I, I think that that is perfectly illustrative of the um, kind of this point here. It's like yeah. you don't need to pump a presentation full of like all this meaningless jargon and language. You can just go. Deck, you know, here are my points X, Y, and Z, and it, like focus on distilling it down to like you know a strong brandy instead of a well-watered wine. Yeah, you make it. You absolutely want to make uh, whenever you're saying something concise. Um, yeah, People... that would definitely be a word that should not be overused. By the way, just I don't know. Sometimes I feel like. When I'm presenting uh, like projects or anything at work, I, I tend to I tend to use very tight, pithy language. Like I don't I don't go into too floral detail because people lose interest. I know when I'm listening to these long presentations that are just packed full of gibberish and jargon that I just kind of like you know. My, my mind kind of goes off elsewhere and I'm like, alright, yeah. let's play solitaire or let's get some other Truth. paperwork done while I'm listening to this person drone on for five <laughs> hours. Yeah. So I, I try to extend that same courtesy to you know, the people that I'm presenting to. Um, just be like, hey. Yeah, that's kind of why I don't like, and when I was growing up, I never really liked essay writing because a mm. lot of it, the, the teacher would say, even if you finish, even if you said anything, just keep writing. Yeah. Uh, and I would get to the end of an essay, and it would be... We're talking about, like, year eight, all right? So yeah. don't expect me to be writing 100-word essays... 100-page essays, sorry. <laughs> um, so I get to the end of, like, two pages, and I'm like, right, that's that's my essay done. And then what, I'm you, like, okay, half an hour later, everyone else is still madly scribbling away at the paper, and I'm like... Yeah, it's like, well, if you've made your point, you've made your point. Yeah. This actually brings me back to... So in high school, um, this would have been, well, I guess 10th and 11th grade. We have... So in in U.S. high schools, we have these courses called Advanced Placement, and they're essentially Mm -hmm. college-level courses that you can take in high school. Right. Um, and at the end of the year, you take a special test, and if you pass that test, then you get you can get college credits for those courses. Um, anyway, I took uh, I the the first one I took was an advanced placement uh, writing and composition course, and okay. the one of the big components of that course was uh, five paragraph essays, and the idea was you have an introduction, you make three points, and then you have a closure, and that was it. And it was very, very much about that structure. And you had to write the, the five-paragraph essay in 40 minutes. That was your time limit. Any more, you didn't get time. Any less, well, you could finish early. But... Um, I, that kind of sounds like long story short. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe that's why I'm so good at that game. Except when wow, I drone on about one point and forget yeah. about all the other books in a series. <laughs> um, so, the teacher that I had in that, though, excellent teacher love this guy uh he was very 
uh, well-spoken, and he was very, very uh, intelligent. And he knew how to, mm. like, command respect in a classroom. Uh, like, the, the students actually listened to him. But I, I asked him one time, I was like, what if I only have two points to make about a topic? Can I just do, like, four paragraphs? And he just, he looks at me for a second, and he doesn't say no outright, but he just goes, they better be two damn good points. <laughs> and it, I will and I a couple times most of the time I stuck to the whole five paragraph format but sometimes I was like you know what I like I feel like this is stronger if I don't have to just piddle around for a third paragraph I want to make my point and so I'll yeah, just I mean, do... if it's like a a weak thing that detracts from the rest of the writing then absolutely yeah you don't want that hanging on to the end of a couple of really good points but Especially yeah. if it's your last point. Your last point should be your strongest one, because that's the one people are going to remember. Well, yeah, your first and last of anything should be the most important ones, because the first one, because it gets people gripped, and so they keep reading until yeah. the end, and the last one, because it's what they walk away thinking about. That's true, yeah. Open up with the hook and end with a banger. Yeah, that's why we opened up today with, what was it? <laughs> Corporate jargon. <laughs> no, 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 the, before that, like the three minutes of us talking about... Oh, what the hell were we talking about? We've already forgotten, that's how bad we are at this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I honestly don't remember. Um, it was something you brought up, I think. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> sorry. Jesus, maybe we should take notes. It's, it's not like we I have should. a giant notepad in front of me that's mostly blank. Yeah. Oh my god. Alright, well that, that's really, I think, as far as uh, I think we can take this topic. You said you had something else to talk about. Yeah, very different kind of topic. Uh, I was not expecting it to be quite so uh, I, I, real-worldy for the first part. <laughs> <laughs> so time for that's some... what, Wait, no, hold on. That's, that's the name of this episode. It's, it's real. Getting real. Getting real. With a bear and a Short American. No. Uh, <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, the uh, topic that I just came up with on the spot was which were, uh, fictional world. I'm going to actually specify video games. Would you do the best in? That doesn't mean like survive the longest. I mean do the best in. And which would you do the worst in? So just like a fictional world that I would do the do the best and do the worst in. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is this is tricky. Like, I'll, are there I'll any limitations? Like sci-fi, fantasy? What? No, 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 not at all. So, I'll give you an example. Uh, Factorio is one that could go either way. Because on one hand, you're on an alien planet. You're on your own. There are aliens everywhere, but. You're intelligent enough to be able to build whole factories and eventually escape the planet. Yeah, except Assuming you don't get eaten first. I, so in Factorio, I think I'd probably pr do pretty bad because I'd just fall off a conveyor belt after I was trying to build something dumb. <laughs> um, uh, let me let me think of it. So, video is it limited to video games? I'm limiting it to video games because I'm limiting it to video like games. Okay. Narnia, and I'll be a magical princess. Well, if it was open to any uh, amount of fiction, I had one in mind, but, um, okay, video games only, I'd probably honestly do the worst in, god, I'd probably do the worst in the Halo universe, honestly, it's sad to really? say. Really? 
Um, Halo or when, 40K, because both of those are sci-fi universes where a good chunk of humanity gets wiped out, and there's a good chance that I'd be one of those yahoos that gets wiped out. But you could be, like, a Spartan soldier. I could be, but the probability is extremely low, and even if I was one, that means I would have had to get kidnapped at 6th and, like, experimented on, and there's still a 50-50 shot I'd be dead. Okay, but you... Mm, okay... Okay. I'm, I'm just running the odds. If I can pick anyone in the universe to be, then I, I maybe not. Yeah, that I think one. you. I think you can pick any any character, with exception to like, I don't know, the devil or something, because that'd be ridiculous. Okay. Um, uh, I think in that case, if we're going with any, any video game uh, world, I think the one I'd do the worst in is going to be the 40k universe. Yeah. Just because, like, even the super soldiers in that universe typically die. Yeah, but they can live for like 900 years. So you get 900 years of constant fighting and getting brutalized until finally... Um... For the Emperor. <laughs> for the Emperor! <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't even have this phase reign. You could be like a, a fucking Slaneshi warlock if you wanted. I could, but why would I... I don't want to be part of the warp. I'm sticking by my answer. I think I'd do the worst in the 40k universe. Okay. And why um... do you think you'd do the best? Best. Oh, God. Come back to me. Um, okay. Because you clearly have something in mind. Tell me your worst no, one. I don't. I about this. <laughs> Tell me your, your, uh, your worst one while, while I think. Okay, my worst one, probably... Of the game I've been playing recently, probably Rogue Legacy. <laughs> Why? Because you're I would, just going to die I'll over, be born, over I'll be born to a person who's already dead. <laughs> I would... Suit up in armor, I'd have my special gay trait to give me a bit of extra money. Because <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, um, God, of course. And then I'd march in there. I'd also have gigantism, though, which would also get me some extra money. Um, I'd go in there completely unprepared. I might clear, like, a few floors. Then I would jump to hit a platform, miss the platform, hit spikes, and just splatter. So I would not meet any other friends on my journey. I would last about ten minutes, and then I would like. And then you're just gone. Yeah, I that'd think, be my worst. I think. So I think, um, God, the, the the world I'd probably do the best in, honestly, would be pick any any like mech video game. I'm gonna go with just any of the number of like uh, Gundam video games. So like. So like Tetris. <laughs> yeah, funny. no, not Tetris. Like uh, you know, Armored Core, um, any of the Mobile Suit Gundam games. Just because I yeah. feel like if I lived in a world where I had the opportunity to like pilot some sort of a fucking mech, I would devote yeah. everything to that because that would be so fucking cool. Yeah. Well, so if you're like in, let's say, Redline, because it's been on my mind. Hmm. You think you would go into like the mechanized industry maybe even a racer yourself ah well yeah if i was yeah i'd probably end up being a racer if i was in that universe hmm uh i think my best one uh <laughs> wait golf with your friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, actually you know what there we go no that's that's the universe that scott would do the best in yeah uh i think i think i would have a pretty good shot at, for the king because mm. it's a world where you can have magic, so even if you are a 
weakling like I am. <laughs> I could at least have like a magical book to beat people up for me. Yeah, I feel and, like. Um, go on. I'm just I'm thinking on the on this now like I'm, like God I'm I'm not expanding my my mind like wide enough and thinking of like all the different mm. video game worlds. I mean I could have said Mario. I mean, okay, so in the example of like Payday Two, which yeah. obviously I love. I think you, you don't you don't die. You get arrested when when you go down, mm. but it does hurt a fuck ton getting the shit kicked out of you to the point where you're like unconscious every time. So I would be very very rich, but, but also, I would also in jail. be like <laughs> always in jail, always badly beaten up. Um, so many bullet holes in me. Oh my god! All right, so so your 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 do well one was uh, what again? Uh, for the king. For the king. I don't know. Okay. There's definitely better ones that I would. Yeah, I I, I feel like. Also, I feel like my worst one, 40k, was kind of a very generic answer. Like it, it's it's the grim dark universe. Obviously, yeah. you're gonna be shed out of luck there. I mean, there's quite a few of the games like Train Station Renovation or Car Mechanic <laughs> Sim, where it would just be Earth. You know what game I think I'd do well in? The Sims. Because <laughs> that's really? basically because what I'm I mean, playing right now. But every so often, when you're like, you know, just walking around, you're out in the back garden, oh, you've got a new swimming pool, suddenly your ladder has disappeared and you can't climb up small ledges. <laughs> Fuck that! I can I can climb up small ledges. Oh, you can't in The Sims. I I would, but I could also. I I know how to open up a cheat window. And I can get billions of dollars and just buy a new ladder. <laughs> you just like opening the the config window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have the, like? Is this still a video game when we're in this this video game? Uh, you went super crappy for a second there. Oh, I think oh shit. Yeah, am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay. Um, I, I said I think, that, yeah, it, you... is this still a video game while we're in the video game? Because if so, can I hack? Can I hack no, life? No, you can't, you can't even pause it. You have to just... Have well, to one of the other moment. ones I was thinking about, ones that I do good in, was like uh, Morrowind, or like the Elder Scrolls series. Right. I think you'd do great in Dream Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's Wait. true. Oh, I want to be in a dating sim. That's my choice. That's my choice. Oh, my. oh, actually, yeah. Hell, hey, fuck that. I choose Clanad. Uh, although not that dating sim where all like people end up like killing themselves, because that would not be fun. Oh, that was a uh, Doki Doki uh, literature club. literature club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, fucked up. If it was farming simulator, I'd shoot myself. Uh, <laughs> oh. There's one I'd be good at, um, Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Yeah. It's a game where you, you end up being like a, a farming baron and all you have to do to get a wife is throw daisies at a random blonde. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, lots of choices. And also everyone for some reason wants to date you, like no matter what. I'm like, I, honestly, like I'm, I'm, <laughs> this, this is, uh. I, th I feel like our first choices were really like weak sauce, and now we're really starting to get yeah. into it. Now that we're digging down a little deeper. What about what about the Elder Scrolls world? All right. Well, I already said that. So I, I said that I thought I'd do good in that one. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how. Now I got to think. How As would what I do race good? though? Well, clearly I'm not going to be a fucking it. Argonian or a Khajiit. The cat and lizard people. No, I think I'd. I'd, I'd... You, mean you wouldn't be a furry. 
probably, um, if I were to like, pick, pick what uh, character I... Hold on, am I, am I coming yeah. through clear? No, you're breaking out constantly. Fuck, fine. Alright, how about now? I mean, yeah, it's good now. I don't know what's going on with my mic. Hopefully it's not something that will be picked up in the recording. No, it, it, it is. I could, the reason I asked was because I could see the audio profile going weird. Oh, well then, okay. Cool. So, anyway, continue. Yeah, so, um, I obviously I'm not going to be a Kajita or a Guardian. I'm not going to be a lizard person, I'm not going to be a cat boy. Um, mm. cat maybe boy. either like a Breton, Imperial, or Nord. Because the Nords, just because they're fucking badasses. The Imperials, yeah. because then you get all the privilege of being the ruling elite. Yeah. Or a Breton, because they got a whole shitload of mana, if I wanted to be a mage guy. But I think, I, I if, I, if I had Breton's to pick, like, I'm going to do pick what I always pick when I'm playing Skyrim, which is going to be a Nord. I mean, I would honestly probably take, uh, not Khajiit, the other one, Argonians. Argonians. I've always liked Argonians. Um, because they have the... Most useless perk in the game, but if it was me in real life, I would love it. Which is that they can breathe underwater. Don't they? And then you also can fill your house with like 18 million copies of the Lusty Argonian Maid. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm going to be writing the Lusty Argonian Maid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the Lusty Argonian Maid? By the oh, way, I should explain it, because I feel like we're just rapid-fire naming video games. Um, yeah. the, that last reference in the video game uh, Oblivion, there was a book called The Lusty Argonian Maid. There's a bunch of books in the game, and most of them are just filled with, like, uh, lore and flavor text. And they're really unnecessary to read in a normal playthrough if you don't want to, if you're not interested. But... There were a couple, like, Easter eggs, like, joke books that were left in there. And one of them was uh, The Lusty Argonian Maid. And it's just a uh, oh my spicy God, it tale. Like about, it spicy. sounds like we're talking about dinosaurs again, Kaiser. Yeah, yeah, but no, it, it's not actually... Um, that, it has always come back to this. this. This game is rated T for teen. There's nothing, like, too spicy <laughs> in it. But it is, it is a very... Um, it's meant to be a parody on those types of risque novels. Hmm. What about... I mean, I think... I don't know how well I would do off, but it would be a very nice and peaceful life in Slime Rancher. I've never played Slime Rancher. All I know is it's yeah. the game where you burn chickens. Um... You don't burn chickens. You do. You can throw chickens into the laser beam and then you get an achievement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't normally, that's not what you normally do with them. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh, what about... Did you ever play Pyre? No, I didn't. I know okay. of the game. It's like... Okay, so imagine like this. There's... This would actually be good for the last segment. Whatever. There's the, the main overworld, which is um, basically Earth, like, as it is. Yeah. But if you, uh, you can be banished to the underworld, and in the underworld, um, it's basically like hell, but a, a little bit less grim. And if you, if you're, um, basically, if your basketball team is the best oh, in hell, 
you can come back to the. I to remember the, hearing uh, about this. I, I remember watching the zero punctuation, and the like. The guy actually ended up really liking it because it is a really good game. He, he described it as like a um as like a, a visual novel slash basketball uh, game, and I was like, what? Yeah, um, it's it's surprisingly fun. It's by the same people that did um, Bastion. Which I'm playing Hades right now, which is another game that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and so you know that the uh, the, the art is beautiful. Interesting. I may actually have to check it out. I didn't know it was by the same people that did uh, Bastion and Hades. Hmm. Um. Like the, the the gameplay itself, I mean, it does get a little repetitive. Yeah. Certainly, if you're going for a complete run, to to do a complete run. I played the game for 13 and a half hours, and that was one run, okay? Um, but the story and the characters between the, the fights, as it were, uh, very fun. There's a lot of decisions you have to make all the time. Uh, and also, the ending credits are some of the most beautiful ending credits. And the moment anyone thinks ending credits, they're like, snore, right? Yeah. No one likes looking at credits. I sat all the way through the credits, enraptured by the beautiful artwork that was on the screen. Some some games manage to actually. I think that's that's a measure of like a really good game is when you actually are able to sit through the. Some I mean some games kind of cheat like Super Smash Brothers. You sit through the ending credits because you can shoot them. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did that with Chocobo Tales, but that was also an awesome game. But yeah, there's a, there's a few games out there that I've I've sat through the whole. Um, I, I don't know, that just because of beautiful art or beautiful music or whatever, I'll, I'll sit through the whole thing. Mm. I don't know why, when I said that, the first thing that popped in my head was fucking Yakuza with... Dame, 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 oh. I never played any of the Yakuza games. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Um, I've only played Yakuza 0 and Kiwami, and Kiwami is the... Um, they essentially remade Yakuza 1. Yeah. Uh, but it's I don't know the games the games are they they gyrate wildly between like wacky mini games and very serious Japanese drama. Yeah. Mm. Well, oh what about God. Baba is You for a world to live in? Fuck that! <laughs> I it, with my luck I'd like end up just like mixing up some rules and bricking my life. <laughs> Yeah, turning yourself into a tree. Baba Is You, um, for reference, is a it's a puzzle-solving <laughs> video game where you can essentially move around certain like rule structures that are on the map, and depending on how you move them around, it will change how the world functions. Hmm. Um, and if you screw up the rule structure so bad, you can basically brick the game, meaning... You, you have to reset the level because it's just completely fucked. Yeah. Did you ever complete Into the Breach? Uh, yes, I've, I've beaten it once now, I think. Okay. But I most... But that's that's a roguelike. You just kind of go through it over and over and over again. But it's a mech game, and you're like, oh, I could be really good at I, mech I games. I don't know. Well, okay, so for that, that's the reason I said Gundam in particular, because you're only fighting against other humans in that 
that universe. I don't want to be in like right. um like blue gender. Blue gender was a, a mech anime where you have to fight these weird creatures that have essentially taken over the earth and slaughtered humanity. Um, I don't want to play that one. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, sorry, I don't want to live in that one. I also don't want to live in Evangelion. Yeah. I'd be quite interested in the world of uh, actually. You know what? I know. I know the world, the Gundam world. I want to live in. I want to live in the world of G Gundam, the one where there it's it's just a Gundam martial arts tournament around the world. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really dumb. It's fucking. It's the stupidest, most awesome Gundam anime. Like it's fun to watch, but it is dumb fun to watch. Yeah. Like the, the story is. It's like what if you took Dragon Ball Z and made it about Gundams. That's pretty much the best way I can describe it. Amazing. Shining well, a finger! That's one of the guy's actual moves in the anime. I'm, I'm not surprised. Mind you, sometimes it's just like Japanese, inter no, English yeah. translations of Japanese stuff comes through weird, so maybe it was just that. No, 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 no. That's what he says in Japanese. In the Japanese oh. version, he says shining finger in English. Okay. <laughs> But this is like this is a thing that is kind of a cultural phenomenon in Japan. Like any sort of English text, no matter what it says, is considered kind of cool. Yeah, which is how no, you end up with no. uh, stores. Yeah, the same thing the other way around. Well, it's it's how you end up with stores that have like signs outside that say like "big fucking sale," because mm. the guy who owned the store was just like, you know. Americans say fuck all the time. It must mean, like, cool or great. <laughs> so, it's to be fair, always... it would get you to walk in if you saw that. Oh, yeah, no, I would definitely shop at that store. Mm. Um, so maybe maybe the guy's a marketing genius. But you're right, it's the same thing of, like, people getting, like, um, you know, Chinese characters tattooed, and they don't actually know what they fucking mean. Yeah, it's certainly how Sausage Party <laughs> printed on your neck. Yeah, it's like, I don't remember who, the, it was some... It was either some celebrity or some person. They they thought they had the the Chinese character for like power or something, and it ended up meaning like beefcake. <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, that's not too bad. <laughs> I don't know. Would you want beefcake tattooed to your fucking arm? If I was that muscly, then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just some random dude. Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it was a woman. In segment two. Oh, that's kind of a bit worse then. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, any any final thoughts before we uh, we wrap things up? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. This is going to be the end of segment one of the TMZJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us momentarily for segment two. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment, uh, where we didn't do movie night this week. Um, so, no, but I've, I've watched a couple of different things, or watched and read, and Blue, I understand that you have a couple things you'd like to mention as well. Yep, I've been, well, I've been binge-watching um, Expanse. I always wanted to say, like, Expendables or something. Um, <laughs> the Expansables. Expandables? Spunk about that so much. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
That's not the word I meant to use. We've spoken about that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, I, uh, t- this morning on YouTube, I was just flicking through. And um, for a start, I, I think YouTube does go a bit far. When you click on a video, because it's got some screen, some, some interest-grabbing thumbnail. Something, yeah. Or, yeah. Some interest-grabbing something. For the next month, you get more videos by the same person over and over and over and over again. Yep. It sucks. Um, because now, like, my entire feed is all one thing, which I'm not even particularly interested in. I just clicked it once because it looks like something entertaining to watch over food. But, yeah, I've, I've got, like, I'm getting, I'm still getting videos about this tiny Japanese owl because I watched one video because I'm like, oh, that's pretty cute. Uh, the, yeah, that is exactly the kind of thing that we're talking about here. Anyway, so I was watching, um,. An episode from a channel called The Dodo. Mm. Uh, I get recommended stuff from them too. They are quite good videos. Like, yeah. they're short, and they basically just cover a um, quite often like amazing story of goodwill on the ha- behalf of a person or an animal. Yeah. Uh, and what I was watching today, there was a sheep, right, that went. Into like went into the woods, and didn't come back for five years. Right? Holy shit! The the fleece that it had, right, weighed eighty pounds. Holy fuck! That's like to give. God. That's like you know some kind of fucking mountain man goes off to survive in the wild and comes back with an eight foot beard. Right, but this. So I'm saying, here's like basically, think of like a, a coat you can't take off that weighs forty kilograms. Jesus Christ! Like just forever, you've got that on, and so yeah, they, they someone found him, and they sheared him, and he did not look too happy. <laughs> um, but I, I wish they kind of would have they quite often do like we came back a few months later and now they look all happy and a lot better and yeah yeah they didn't really do that um maybe there's a reason behind that but I, I, <laughs> well I think uh the reason might have been mutton well may I doubt it um but I, <laughs> I mean it could but like they, they showed him a few days later and yeah he was walking around which he couldn't do before mm. and uh he he just had very Looked very. His body looked very tired, obviously from carrying around this vast weight yeah. for so long. It's like holy shit. Ran away from home. Finally came back years later for a haircut. Yeah, God, COVID equivalent for sheep when the barbers <laughs> aren't open. Oh my oh. god! And the sheep was called Obama. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> No, not moo. We're not talking about cows, guys. No, I said boo. And not boo because Obama. Boo because of the pun. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Great name for a sheep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, they do a lot of good episodes like that. Normally with... Without... Not as great a puns. But, uh... uh I, I have seen some stuff that came out of the yeah. dodo. Um, mm. Typically, though, their videos are too long, and I don't want to read all the text that they put up on the screen. 
Yeah. To be okay. Um, you say it could have been turned into mutton. Uh, I think it was actually taken to one of these um, care home equivalents for animals that they had in the area. Yeah. So it was with like a sheep that had like crutches and stuff like that. Um, so I don't think. What? I think they were allowed to. Yeah, it was, there was a sheep that had like wheels at the back because obviously it damaged its back legs or something. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Yeah, be careful what you say, Kaiser. Just, <laughs> I know your opinions. I, I just, um, I want to see mecha sheep. <laughs> mm. Anyway, but the video that I saw that came after that was um, not not particularly similar, but it had like the animal thing in in, in similarity. Yeah, yeah. Um, in common, that's the word. Uh, and the the name of the YouTuber is called the Hornet King, right? Okay. And uh, it's just it's one of these things you think, man, this sounds really fucking boring. Yeah. But watching it, it's strangely fascinating, and it's uh, it's just a regular regular dude who um, basically does. Um, uh, what would you call like pest control for wasps and things? Like he takes wasp nests out of people's houses and things. Oh, and he doesn't spray them. No, he uses like um he like hoovers up the bees or mm. sorry the wasps, and then he gets the um the combs with the larvae inside of them. Yeah, brings them home, and then he like gets all the wasps off them. Then he feeds them to his chickens. I thought it was going to be like some kind of he relocates it to a place in nature where they can thrive. No, no, no. no. no, no. He's just, uh, he just he feeds he's got, he's to got, his chickens. I think, what was it? Five chickens, a turkey, and a squirrel. And they all enjoy <laughs> the uh, fruits of his labor. But yeah, otherwise the combs would have to be like sprayed down to get out of the larvae and, and thrown somewhere. I don't, I, I, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. I think you'd just call it pest control still. Yeah, but that makes it sound like he's like hunting down rats and stuff. But it's specific, specifically I mean, no, like no, because pest pest control is the same thing. Like um, when we look at like cleaner facility, facilities, um, pest control can be anything from like preventing the smallest insect from getting in, all the way up to preventing rats and mice and things. Yeah, um, some of the some of the shit that he pulls, like oh my god. So the first one I saw on it, that I have seen all the way through. It was like a, there was a well, right? And it, it was like a eight inch in diameter hole in the ground that went down five feet. Yeah. And three foot of that, like, cylinder was just a nest of wasps. Um, Holy and shit. And he's saying all, like, the, uh, the Latin names, the, the uh, Vespus Germanicus, uh, or something like the yellow coats, he was calling them. Um, and every for some reason he he's quite well spoken. Yeah. But then, every time he got to any word with the letter O in it, he he it, it like his voice would completely change. And especially because the word comb, as in like yeah yeah, is is quite common. He would be saying a normal sentence like yeah so um, just reaching in with the hoover now again last the wasps out to clear the uh the the comb. And, uh, 
and uh, I don't know why every single word, every t- word. It's, that the, has it's the most odd speech impediment known to man. He would just go, "Ow." Um. Yeah, really nice guy, like you said, and I think it's really cool that he's uh, feeding his chickens with these things rather than just spraying them and tossing. Well, yeah, I, I guess he is. He is re like he's not. I want to say recycling, but he, yeah, he's hmm. he's not just getting rid of it. He's um. Yeah, using it as as food. Yeah, and some of the oh my god, some of them are like, hey, I found this one in uh this wasp nest in someone's bedroom, like in the the above the ceiling kind of thing. Holy and he pulls out this like massive wasp's nest, and I'm like, <laughs> that's god. terrifying. We Holy used to moly. God, we used to get uh, like hives. Um, wasp nests and beehives in my backyard mm. um, quite often. Like, every year they'd, they'd show up somewhere. The bigger ones would, like, somehow get underneath the siding of the house, and we'd have to just, like, spray them down um, with a yeah. hose, and then spray them down with everything else. But I remember we had, like, wasp spray that was specifically designed to shoot, like, five feet away from you. Or more. Yeah. Um, I mean, he obviously had, like, a beekeeper's suit, and he had leather gloves on. Apparently, like, the stingers can go through leather gloves sometimes. Yeah, wasps, it's it's very interesting how bees and wasp stingers are designed. Um, like, the, the big, the fat bees that gather the pollen, they don't even have stingers. Um, mm. But even the, the, the warrior bees, the ones that actually can sting you, their stingers have hooks in them. So they're designed to go in, get stuck, and when the bee pulls its abdomen away, it rips the stinger out and actually kills the bee. So the bee yeah. dies when it stings you, but the stinger gets jabbed in and stuck. Mm. Um, wasp is the opposite. Wasps actually, they their 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 stingers are smooth, so they can actually sting you repeatedly, and they don't die from it. So they like wasps, like a swarm of wasps can get like a ton of stings in because their instinct is to clamp on and just rapidly sting, 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 sting. Bees do it yeah. once and then pull out, so it's it's longer term, more painful. But wasps can do a lot more damage. This got very kinky. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I also found out like a little bit about wasps because he's just kind of like chatting about them as he goes. Yeah. God, they're kind of just bigger assholes than I thought they were. Oh yeah. They 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 don't they can't eat. Um, like, so, so they go out and hunt, like, bugs and things, right, to consume. Yeah. But they can't eat the bugs as they are, so they bring them back to the nest. Then the larvae, like, breaks them down the insects. And then the wasps can eat them. All insect, like, pretty much all insects that fight other insects are just disgusting and brutal, if I'm honest. Like, if you see the way ants will, like, fight, they, they just, like, they literally just tear each other apart. And same thing yeah. with other bugs. Um, I mean, spiders, if you think about how they feed, like, they they wrap a thing in a cocoon while it's still alive and then just, you know, yeah. slowly kill it that way. This got very gross and... If people have, yeah, problems, <laughs> people have problems with bugs, they're not going to like this segment very much. No, I wouldn't say, if you have a problem with insects, don't watch that, like, channel. But it is quite calming for someone... Like, who knows that they're beyond the screen. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with any type of bugs. Um, 
I mean, most spiders I actually kind of like because they clean up the bugs that annoy the fuck out of me. Mm. Um, I, I, I just, it reminds me of a, a metaphor, or not a metaphor, but a, a statement that I, I remember from a book I read as a kid. It's like, if, if, ants have nu- if ants had nuclear weapons, the world would be ended like a hundred times over. Yeah. Like, because that just... If you ever see, like, two ant... I remember watching this, uh, this was years ago... And there's tons of it was in some nature documentary there's tons of videos of it online if two ant colonies like are too close to each other and they go to war it's like just fucking armageddon right damn oh man i anyway so <laughs> any, so any my topics anything else <laughs> yeah. to talk about about that or or i can move on to what i uh what i go was watching it. i I've actually been rewatching um, the old Dragon Ball Z anime this week. Yeah. Um, I don't know what made me decide that I wanted to rewatch it, but I have I have the the series on DVD, and so yeah, DVD. That's mm-hmm. how old the the thing is. But yeah, I was just watching through. I got through the first uh, first and season, and like part. I think about halfway through the second season. I there's a lot of filler in that anime. I, I found myself uh like there are really interesting bits and there are episodes where a lot of stuff happens very quickly and then there's other episodes where there's just a lot of exposition where they're just right. saying things that I I got into the anime when I was was very young and there's a there's a high degree of nostalgia for me like when I'm watching this and some of the the fight scenes and stuff are really cool and um, you know, the lore and stuff behind it. And they, they do have some genuinely, like, emotional moments in the series. But there's also a whole lot of just, like, talking about nothing. And it's just, like, you see this, this guy, like, blow up a mountain, and then somebody spends five minutes talking about how powerful the guy is. It's like, yeah, we just saw him blow up a fucking mountain. You don't have to tell us. Sounds like my D and D campaign. (laughs) (laughs) I there's just there's there's varying degrees of that, and it just kind of there there was some episodes where I found myself like, okay, I I I basically know how this episode goes, and I'll just fast forward through a little bit, but because I'm watching it on um, DVD and stuff, uh, there's bits that I don't remember because they either the episodes weren't allowed to air or they got censored. Um, uh, there's an... Oh God. There's, I, I still remember... I don't even know why this got censored in the US, but there's a part early on in the series where uh, Goku, the main character, dies and he has to get to this sage in the afterlife who will train him for a year and then his friends wish him back to life and so he can fight this big impending threat that's the main focal point of season one and on his way there he accidentally falls off the path to get there and ends up in hell or whatever Mm -hmm. the um it's not like hell hell it's called hell in the series but it's like um Essentially, more Our like country. the the Japanese afterlife. It's or or Chinese one. It's not really. Um, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. There, there are like ogres down there taking care of the souls and making sure they don't get out. Um, but right. in in the censored version, it's called uh, the 
H F I L, the home for infinite losers. <laughs> That's very dumb. <laughs> it is very dumb. <coughs> Excuse me. But there, there's a couple points in this in the series that had like weird censorship. Like um, in in a later season, the guy there's just one guy who takes credit for uh, what a bunch of the main characters do to save the planet, and in the censored version, they call him by his first name, which is Hercule, right? Which is a play on Hercules, but he's okay. a big, big, strong man. Um, like the first thing I thought of was Hercule Poirot. <laughs> well, his last name, his, it, but in the uncensored version, his name is Mister Satan. <laughs> and so, like that gets censored out, obviously, because if they're going to censor hell, they're obviously going to censor out Mister Satan. Um. I'm just picturing a little Belgian man with a pork pie hat <laughs> Mr. Satan No, he's actually like a 7 foot tall muscly dude with like an 80's porn star mustache Nice mm. And an afro Nice he, Like the, the guy's actually a pretty awesome character in the series Like he's, he's more of a comic relief character but he does have kind of a redemption arc in later seasons where he becomes sort of this... Oh, yes. Uh, Satan, that classic comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I did go off about... Uh, what was the series I was watching, like, 20 podcasts ago? Um, Lucifer? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, actually, speaking of... Yeah? I've recently found out that um, Good Omens is on Amazon Prime for free the fuck is good omens uh well i kept calling it bad omens for a long while now i've realized that it wasn't called that it's the one with david tennant as a oh! like devil yeah i've and... wanted to watch that i yeah right? it, I, I saw amazon advertising it um and like i i was like oh this looks kind of interesting and david tennant and the, the the other actor who i can't remember his name both of those <laughs> both of those actors i've seen in stuff and i've liked them in both like in everything i've yeah. seen them in like I, I noticed this in the first day. I was like, right, Alicia, our favorite hot actor, David Tennant, is on <laughs> Amazon Prime for free. <laughs> we need to watch this. Um, so we're going to watch that at some point. Uh, and Did yeah, you... free. Hell yeah. There, there's actually... There's a... There's an, a, a movie he was... And I'll admit, I only watched this movie because he was in it. But it ended up being kind of like this charming and wholesome kind of romance movie. Um... It's called uh, Runaway Bride, I think. No. No, Decoy Bride. Maybe. Hang on, looking up. I think it's called Decoy Bride. It's David Tennant and some Scottish chick whose name I don't know. I've never seen her in anything else, but she was pretty good in this. That is an awful front cover for a film, I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it again, it seems like it was kind of like a low-budget like romantic comedy. Was this before Doctor Who days? Uh, I don't know. Maybe before, maybe after, maybe during. I, I, I honestly don't know. But I, I, I watched it purely because David Tennant was in it, and yeah, it's actually pretty good. Some, sometime for movie night, we should, uh, we should watch that because it's, it's a, like just a little charming romance, and it's also pretty funny. Okay. <clears throat> a romantic yeah, comedy, if you will. Like uh, it was released in 2011. So after post Doctor Who. Was it? Yeah, his Doctor Who days were in, like, the mid to late 2000s. 
Because the... Uh, no, oh, hang on. I, I think Doctor Who rebooted in 2005 with... Um, no, well, so David Tennant played the 10th Doctor from 2005 to 2010. Yeah, so right after Doctor Who. Yeah. What the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a pretty I good know, movie. I know he did quite a few of those kind of... Um, uh, romance kind of mm. films. Honestly, point. it was probably a decent break after playing like sci-fi for five years. That's true. I mean, he must have... Yeah, yeah. Quit Doctor Who, like he didn't. I don't think he was forced out of Doctor Who, so I mean, maybe he just got a bit. I, sick they of the they same gave him position. a good send. Like he he could have kept. Pl- Excuse me. He was well loved enough that he could have kept playing that role forever. Yeah. Um. And like, there there are like. We to this I, day, we've banged on about Doctor Who for a while. Um. Yeah. Who's the 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 woman who's like. That's in there now. Um. Um. Uh, well, she's not anymore. She's she's. You know. Oh, she's out. Okay. Yeah. That. I haven't watched Doctor Who since. Judy Whittaker. I think I stopped watching halfway through the Peter Capaldi arc. Um. Yeah. Because it just. He was doing real like he was really good. I I like the stuff that he's in, and most of the stuff he's in is pretty sweary. So it was funny seeing the Doctor being played by an angry Scottish man. Um. Two angry Scottish men. Well, one's not very angry. David Tennant, well, I know David Tennant is Scottish, but he didn't, um, he talked with an English accent in the series. Yeah. Uh, except for that one episode where he didn't have to. He could... Yeah, he could pretend to be Scottish. Scottish he could just, just let his own accent, accent out. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, one other thing about Good Omens, which is also very exciting, which I hadn't realised until yeah. a couple of days ago. Actually, Co- before... Finish your thought, but I was going to say we should probably tell people what Good Omens is, because I think I I knew about it, and then I just stopped, like, you stopped explaining it. It is co-written by Terry Pratchett. Why does that name sound really familiar? (laughs) He wrote the Discworld. The the 30 a a bit odd books about um, the, the elephants on top of the giant turtle, but the big disc planet on there, it's back. Oh, uh, mm. I talk about it, well, I don't talk about it that much, but I've spoken about it quite a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like, but, I, I've read all the books, I got them on Audible, and he's just a really creative writer. Do you want to, um, give a quick synopsis of, or just an idea what, uh, good or, is it good or bad omens? Good omens. I thought it was bad omens, but that's not case. Uh, so it is Good Omens. It's um, about David Tennant as a like a, a demon. I don't think he's the devil. Um, and an angel played by... Kaiser will come up with the name in a second. Um, who are working together temporarily to uh, stop Ragnarok or the end times from happening. Uh, I feel like that's pretty good TLDR. Are you still looking up the name? I am, yeah. And also, okay, so. it's it's the Christian afterlife, so it's not Ragnarok. It's it's like the end times. Um, 
Yeah, they they say Ragnarok though. Do I'm they say sure. Ragnarok really? So they they're mixing Christian and uh, Norse mythos. I could be wrong about that, but they uh, they might say the apocalypse. Actually, I think they might have said that. Yeah, let's. See. I've been playing fucking Viking game, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! What the fuck is it? Oh, Michael Sheen. Oh, okay. Wait, that can't be right. No, I'm thinking of Charlie Sheen. Yeah, Michael Sheen. <laughs> yeah, it's Wait, Charlie no. Sheen. What's Charlie Sheen's father? Martin Sheen. Martin okay. Sheen. Yeah. Was Martin of... <laughs> Sheen was in. Uh, he was in Mass Effect too, and he did a very good job in that. And I recognized just from the voice because I've watched The White House. Oh my god. Uh, or at least a lot of it. Mm. Anyway, yes, that was... Um, sorry, I... Do you have another point to, to topic? To I do. Up? I actually, I do. I do, and I know we we we've got a little bit uh, a little bit of time left. Uh, I think this should neatly round it out. Okay. So, I actually talked about this series on the podcasts months ago. Um, it was it's a book series that I was in the middle of, and I finally got back to it because I'd stopped at a chapter that was kind of just losing me, and then I never picked it back up. Right. Uh, the the book series is called the Formic Wars, and it's a a prequel series to the Ender's Game book series. Um, it's sci-fi universe. There are like these insect-like creatures that come and start invading Earth and all that fun stuff. Okay. And you know, there's people out in the asteroid belt. It, it's a very similar premise to the Expanse, um, at least in how the politics is set up, except. People haven't colonized Mars, so right. Mars so isn't a, a separate nation. It sounds to me, and this is not meant as an insult, it's just the way that things are, uh, it is to sci-fi what um, high school is to anime. That is to say... Oh, the default setting, yeah. 99% of animes have something to do with a high school. 99% of sci-fis have aliens attacking us <laughs> in one way. Or I mean, yeah. I do I do like it though cuz they they went for the the realistic portrayal of sci-fi uh, whereas they you know it takes months to get anywhere, they have to deal with physics and attrition, you know, right. people out in the belt are different from people on on and the, the belt. Moon. Yeah, the belt. <laughs> That's that's expanse talk coming through, guys. No, no, it's it's like I said, it's the same kind of setup. That's what they call it in the okay. books too. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. The asteroid belt and the Kuiper belt. It's the same sort of thing, except in mm. the expanse, it's more populated. Like Mars has been more thoroughly colonized. The belt is more populated. In this book series, it's mostly just a whole bunch of like tiny nothing stations with nobody in them. And like a few ships, like scattered throughout, doing their independent mining. So it's right. it's not so the majority of people are still on Earth. Yes, Earth and the Moon. Okay. So Mars and like independent. So it, it doesn't go as the Expanse is a much more well developed solar system. Um, this isn't. It, it's a, and also Earth isn't like unified at all. It's still a bunch of different nations. Um, mm. which actually is a, a big point in the book when the attack starts the nations are basically like yeah fuck you we're not going to help each other um, anyway but it's it's been a good series and I'm finally again picking it back up the series like it was really just one dull chapter that made me stop for a while but once I got past that chapter um, it ended up being like good again 
so far what's happened in the series is the attack has started and it's sort of like these ant sort of insect-like creatures uh, like hive mind creatures who are for the most part seemingly ignoring humans and just basically just killing anything that gets in their way like they're, they're trying to like terraform the planet essentially okay um and they're just not intelligent enough to see humans as a threat until they attack and so, mm. but they, their technology is so advanced that like it makes it very difficult for the to humans be... to do anything to them how big are these ants um like roughly human sized so we're talking right. like um like they're maybe like five to six feet tall and like but they're they're also long because they've got like an abdomen so they're and... huge yeah yeah they're they're, they're like man-sized ants how the fuck could we get through armor that big? <laughs> what? Well, that's that's the thing. They are I mean, side nukes. <laughs> they're they're not heavily armored. They're actually just like um like assault rifles and stuff can kill the ants in the books. Really? I mean, if 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 their armor is as thick as they are on Earth, but like that size, that's like shooting through. Well, it depends. I mean, if you're using <laughs> if you're using like armor-piercing rounds and stuff like that, you could probably get through it. I think they they do make a point in the book that like small arms fire basically doesn't bother them. Right. Um, I may be making that up. I don't remember. Okay. That is a good point, though, and I don't think they address it in the book. Or if they do, I've forgotten because it, I took like a four-month break in reading the book. Right. Okay. Uh, but Sounds yeah, I'm back to enjoying it. I, I remember telling this, telling the book, telling a friend about the book, and um, they they're like they're like, oh, who's it by? And I told them the author, and they dismissed it. It's like, oh, this author something something. Like I don't know if the, maybe the 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 guy that wrote it is an asshole, but the book is good. Hmm. Um. That I know that was very vague. I I have no idea what what actually happened in that conversation, but. <laughs> Oh man! All right, I'm. That, that's really all I had to to finish things off, and it kind of rounded us off neatly to the end of our time. Um, hmm. Any final thoughts before we move on to segment three? Uh, who's who's turns of a movie night next? He, I I ask you this. I don't know. <laughs> what was the last uh, one? We, we watched uh, Willy's Wonder. No, we watched Aliens last, right? No, we watched Redline last. So it was me. No. No, no, no. We watched Willy's Wonderland last. Because oh, that was during the last Are we counting podcast. that as a choice? It's up to you. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're counting that one, then it's Alicia's turn next. Okay. And then... Well, it... no, no, because that was my choice, not yours. Well, my choice was Redline. This is, this is a very serious conversation that you guys are hearing right it now. It is. <laughs> like this, this is the stuff. Mechanics. Like, all right, empires could it, we'll rise or fall Alicia. based on this. Well, tell you what. If Alicia actually remembers, then we'll go with whatever Alicia says. Otherwise, we could watch that um, rom-com with David Tennant. Okay. Yeah, I think that's something that we could all get behind. Awesome source. All right. This is going to be the end of segment two of the TMZJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment three 
our wild card, which this week is, long story short, uh, the, is indeed. <laughs> one of the games that is hopefully as much fun to listen to as it is to play, because both of us enjoy this one. Um, Sorry, I just had to click my knee. <laughs> partially, probably, I think, for the, the latter half of this segment, where we get to humiliate the other person by trying to get them to describe something they have practically no knowledge of. Yeah, I'm normally a bit nicer to you than you are to me in the <laughs> well, last segments. <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the last one was the Spanish-American War. Yeah. I, so two, I'm going to actually read you two that I, um, I'm not going to give you. Some of the ideas that I had for the okay. last one, speaking of me being mean. Um, right. One of them is uh, describe the Russian Revolution, and the other one is describe Caesar's invasion of Britain. Okay, so regarding the Caesar's invading Britain... I would have just given you one of the uh, storylines to um, Asterix and Obelisk, probably. I don't even know what that is. Asterix and Obelisk? Do you not have that over there? No, what is it? It's a French comic from way back. Well, that's um, why we don't have it. Two um, Gaulish people who, they were like the last village left in Gaul that the Romans couldn't take because they had this potion that would make them like super powerful and then they just beat up all the romans all right so again this is um there are two reasons that probably doesn't come over here one it's french and two that's a little bit too highbrow and intellectual for the average american audience (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was for kids it's not very anyway and um for the russian revolution i actually know a surprising amount about the russian revolution i think Maybe I should have used that one. I hold on. Well, Don't it, describe it, like, it just in case I, I may I may uh, use that. Don't do your best not to think about it. Uh, no, I will need to. I, last time I talked about it was during GCSEs, which were. Well, that's what makes it such a perfect category. All right, many, let, many let's many. just let's just jump into it and actually get okay. going with the segment. So we did a coin toss before we started. I'm first, yeah. and in the first round we pick our own. Um, we so, tossed off. Because I, <laughs> shut up. Because Sorry. of the, because of the, um, because this is what I've been watching this week. I chose Dragon Ball Z. So I figured I'd go uh, through that. Okay. It, it, right. I know the plot fairly well, but the plot is very long, so the challenge will be doing it quickly. Wait, are we talking like all the Dragon Ball series? No, just Dragon Ball Z, which okay. is like eleven seasons, so it's still gonna take some doing to condense it. Okay. Well, I am ready on the stopwatch. Alright. Whenever you're ready, count me in. Three, two, one, start! Alright, so Dragon Ball Z starts off right where the Dragon Ball series uh, finishes off. Goku now has a kid. He was the main character from the last series. Goku's brother, who is an alien, which no one knew about, came to Earth, tells Goku he's a part of a race of warriors. He was actually sent to the planet to kill everyone. Um, he steals Goku's son, Goku gets the shit kicked out of him, him and an old rival from the previous series, Piccolo, team up, and they manage to kill his brother. But his brother manages to send up a distress signal right before he dies to the other, uh, remaining people that are part of Goku's race. They come to the planet with the intent of either recruiting him or killing everyone and selling their planet. They, through a contrived series of events, manage to kill those two people. Uh, then... Unfortunately, during the battle, several people die. They need to go to another planet to get the Dragon Balls so that they can wish their friends back to life. This other planet, they find out, is now being invaded by other people who want to get the Dragon Balls, who are much more powerful than the people they just fought. 
They go around the planet, um, do some stuff. Moment. Goku comes back. He becomes a Super Saiyan, kicks the ass of the person who's invading the planet. Then they get back to Earth, and when they get back to Earth, they find out that there's a race of evil androids that are going to come out and kill everyone from a time traveler. The androids go around, they kill everyone, but then there's a bigger android who absorbs everyone and eats everyone on Earth, turns into a super-powered person, they have a tournament to kick the guy's ass, Gohan, Goku's son, turns out to be super-powerful, kicks his ass, Goku dies again, then it fast-forwards to when Goku's in high, Gohan's in high school, Go, that's Goku's kid, um, he becomes a knockoff Power Ranger superhero. One and a half minute. And then there's another super big ass threat that comes up and they have to throw all that stuff out goku comes back to life and becomes a big long-haired blonde-eyed person who has no eyebrows and kicks their ass then there's some world-ending threat that shows up and everyone's dead and they fight him in the afterlife and then the series ends in a way that i've forgotten okay you're a minute 53 oh my god i need a drink of water <laughs> okay that's that's pretty much it i actually don't remember how it ends but they, they do... It? Sorry. What? But we're going to two minutes. I can never remember. <laughs> Sorry, you, you cut off on my headset. You didn't on the recording, but you cut off on my headset. What was that? But are we going to two minutes, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to two minutes. Okay, cool. That's what, that felt... I don't remember us going for two minutes, Paul. Was it not a minute 30? We, we did a minute 30 at first, and I think we eventually settled on two minutes. Okay. But I might be thinking of our trivia segment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, so yours was a lot of, um, and then this person beat this person, this person came back to life, and then this person beat this person, and this... <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the plot of Dragon Ball Z, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's good <laughs> enough. Like, that, that's pretty much the whole series. Um, I, as I started to go through it, I'm like, I, I was thinking through it in my head, and I'm like, oh, that's fluff, that's fluff, that's fluff, I don't need to talk <laughs> about that. Yeah. Oh, I got you, I got you. Uh, well, I mean, when they find something that works, then... They stick to their guns, I guess. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember exactly how it. No, no, I yeah, I do remember how it ends. They do end up going into like the afterlife and beating the shit out of the the big big baddie. And then he comes back to life as a black kid. Okay. And um, well, ends up being a good guy, and like Goku trains him, and that's where the series ends. Right. Is I do he... know the ending. It just it was, it was so long ago. I've only seen the the last um, season once, so I don't. Right. Really I guess it didn't it. stick with you as bad as much. Yeah. Oh, All yes. right. So it's now your turn. Um, okay. I am going to be illustrating in two minutes, verbally, the uh, book series, Wolf Brother. All right, Wolf. I've never even heard of this. Probably not. No, it was a. Um, I think honestly it was. Michael Mulpergo, but I could be wrong. Uh, hang on. It's something that I listened to on cassette when I was very young. Michael Paver. Michelle Paver, sorry. Um, I was about to start talking about it, but I'm not allowed to do that yet. Yeah, yeah you're right. not. No. Okay, so you're ready to go? I think so. This is when I was very young when I listened to this. I listened to it again recently on audiobook, because it was on Audible. Just go in, balls deep or not at all. Let's do this. Absolutely. All right. Come all right. In. Three, two, one, go. Wolf Brother starts out with the main character called Churak, I want to say. Churak. Churak. Anyway, uh, he's left alone uh, in the woods. It's in a kind of different um, time zone or uh, maybe universe than normal. There's uh, a whole bunch of different clans in the woods and further north and all over the world there's 
divided up into clans, and they have animals as their clan heads. So, he's walking through seconds. the forest alone. He meets a uh, wolf cub that's also alone. The wolf cub um, hadn't realized it, but it wasn't aware of it, but a, a massive flood had come and killed the rest of the wolf's family. So, the two of them start going off together, because they can help each other, they hunt together, etc. Um, they form a very strong bond, and they come across the Raven Clan. The Raven Clan is friends with most of the other clans, and they kind of take them in. But One it turns minute. out that Turak's father is something called a uh, Soul Eater, which is like the criminals of the world, because they use uh, magical powers. It's a small group of, with magical powers who abuse the forest and the nature in general, um, and are like corrupting the land. And so Turok gets outcast quite a lot. Uh, the clans don't like him. He has to hunt down the Soul Eaters, and with Wolf. Minute 30. Um, and... Ooh. So there's the different clans, and each clan has... Uh, five of the clans have their own, like, Soul Eaters uh, within them that they're not aware of. Over the book series, he hunts down each individual uh, Soul Eater and thwarts the plot, or at least tries to, uh, without becoming corrupted himself by power. Is that it? Yeah. Minute 56. That's, we're, we're, we're both under time on our, our own ones, but that's okay, because this is the baby easy round. It is. It is. Um, uh, I think... Uh, yeah. <laughs> he said each clan has, like, the, the five soul eaters, I'm like, and they're called Hokage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's quite a, a visceral book in some of them. Like, I know one of the books was... Um, it was talking a lot about what the song, one of the Soul Eaters is all about, like, decay and rot and yeah. very grim things. And so it describes uh, some corpses quite gr grimly, uh, which for a little kid, I remember, I think my parents were like, maybe we should kind of skip this one. But uh, reading it again as a grown-up, still a really good book. Um, and yeah, it's all on Audible if you are interested. I mean, it sounds like there were there were a few. Um, the big book series I read growing up was Animorphs, and then yeah. um, late she wrote like later books for like uh, older, um, like teenage people. Uh, uh, the book series called Everworld, which was about like these these kids going you know, into another dimension where essentially like all the mythological gods were actually real. Um, but they basically abandoned our dimension and just took some humans with them to their own pocket dimension where yeah. all of the magic and gods and shit are still, like, there and active. Yeah. And have been mm. for the last, you know, however many thousand years. It's it's just a, it's a really good book series. Um, well, one thing I didn't mention, because it's kind of fluff, it's not to do with the plot, it's just a very uh, fun thing that they put in the books, is that they also tell you, like, what Wolf is thinking. Mm. And obviously because Wolf doesn't think like a human, instead of being like, Wolf sees a fire. Instead he, uh, the, the term that the Wolf uses to identify fire is the bright beast that bites hot. Oh, and, um, that's interesting. Rivers are called the fast wet. I like uh, that. Things like that, yeah. That, that's really cool. That actually kind of makes me more interested to read the book just... To, 
because I'm always I'm I'm a fan of like you know different ways of like doing um, yeah. non-conventional writing. Yeah, non yeah lateral thinking um, or lateral mm-hmm. writing in this case. All right, so it's it's my turn now. You are picking something that I should know relatively yep. a decent amount. Um, okay, all right. You get a choice this week because I oh. came up with two good ones. I think. Okay. The first choice. The Mass Effect series. Okay. The second choice, the Odyssey. Oh crap! I I like both of these. Mm. I I'm honestly I I'm gonna. Oh god. Personally, I think I would prefer to hear about the Odyssey because I think I hear about Mass Effect a lot more. Yeah. But it's more of a challenge because it's. It is because yeah. I've I've played Mass Effect this year. I haven't read the Odyssey in like years. Mm. And you can um, go through all the different like islands he visits. Yeah, I don't think I can do the Odyssey justice though. Okay. You know what? Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing more history books and stuff. I'll, I'll try to um, reread the Odyssey and the Iliad um, in, in like the in the time. month before the next one of these, and maybe I'll do it as my first one. Okay. Uh, so, but I, I will do Mass Effect because that one I'm confident that I can get through. Um, yes. I'm confident that I know the plot, but with I'm the Odyssey... I'm expecting all three games, by the way. What was that? I'm expecting all of the games, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's fine. to Andromeda. God, I have to describe Andromeda? <laughs> yes, I tried to do. put that game out of my mind. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get through Andromeda. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And... But yeah, the Odyssey. If I, I feel like if I did that one, I would, I would have to. I'd definitely skip over some islands because I don't remember them that well. Yeah, no, I remember the main ones like the Golden Fleece and yeah, the the, the island of the uh, the Lotus Eaters and the the whole yeah. thing with the Cyclops. Yeah, I, I remember like the big points, but mm. there are, there are little bits that I would have had to leave out. Um, so I'll I'll try to I'll try to do some research and uh, come back to you with a more robust sure, yeah. description. Okay, right. Are you ready? I am ready. The description of Mass Effect, the whole series. Yep. Three, two, one, commence. All right. The Mass Effect game series kicks off when the uh, with you as Shepard are being considered for a high-ranking position within the galactic uh, community uh, military called a Spectre. Um, in the Mass Effect series, humanity has become. Uh, has just kind of gone gone out into the the rest of the, the the universe. They found out it populated with a bunch of other intelligent species that have similar technology to them. They're like bucking for political clout, and you are the first representative of humanity that might be considered to become part of this galactic peacekeeping force called the Spectres. Uh, on your very first mission, where you're being like assessed for this thing, the guy who's assessing you gets killed, and you run into this other guy who is also a Spectre who um, is working with this AI race to do some sketchy shit. You don't really know what it is yet. You encounter an ancient alien beacon on the planet that zaps some shit into your brain. You have a vision of death and destruction and horror, but you can't really make it out. You go back and you tell the Citadel Council, which is the ruling government of the the galaxy, uh, and they don't believe you. They believe him uh, because you're just some random upstart and he's been with them forever. So the first game is you going around trying to find this guy, trying to recruit allies and get him on your ship, and trying to prove what you said. And eventually you do do that. You encounter the guy on this this final planet, but you find out that he's not actually the one in charge. The one in charge is his 
ship, which is seconds. a sentient ancient alien race um, of AI machines that essentially farm the galaxy over and over and over again. Mass Effect 2 is you, uh, you got killed and then brought back to life by this sketchy organization, um, and you do... Essentially, it can be summed up by the evil aliens try to find a way into the galaxy, which you screwed up in Five Mass seconds. Effect 1, and in Mass Effect 2, you screw them over again. In Mass Effect 3, they actually make it to Stop. the galaxy, and now finally people believe you, and they... <laughs> you, no, 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 no. What? What? Time's over. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I sorry, I thought you said I... Wait, how much time do I have? Two minutes. That was two minutes. God, that was two minutes. I didn't even get through yeah. Mass Effect three. You, 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 you finished Mass Effect one at a minute and thirty five seconds. <laughs> oh, I thought you said a minute. No, I said half time. For I, I would have gone through Mass Effect two a lot quicker. I, I did. Yeah, sorry, I didn't hear you properly. Um, no, shit, I didn't even get. So I didn't even get to Mass Effect three. No. Or Andromeda. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's for the benefit of everyone that I didn't get to Andromeda. But mm. fuck. Oh my god. Well, I really did not do that concisely at all. I spent way too much time on the backstory and politics in Mass Effect One. Yeah. I mean, it was good. What you were saying was good, but it was. Uh, it wasn't maybe, quick. Maybe it was it wasn't unfair. quick. It was good, but it, it was wasn't unfair quick. for me to give you that much content to say in that little time. God. Well, I mean, that, but that's um, the fun part of the game, is trying to pick out, like, what are the bits that are important. The key points, yeah. Uh, uh, Alright. Having not played the game myself, that was uh, good, good to know. So, you also have a choice this week. Ooh. For your second one. Um, describe either the plot of Naruto or Bleach. Oof. Okay, Bleach for sure. Okay, because I, I know uh, you were playing the Naruto games, and I know you were watching Bleach recently, so I, I figured one of these would work. Recently? It was like half a year ago. <laughs> 2020, everything is recently. Mm. Alright. Alright, ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Ichigo Kurosaki is a uh, mid-schooler, uh, high schooler? Who, I, he's um, a high schooler. Doesn't matter. Um, who uh, gets attacked one day? No, who can see ghosts, and he helps the ghosts where he can. No one else can see the ghosts. Uh, one day, his house gets attacked and it take uh, by a giant, massive monster that he can see. It takes his sister, his little sister. He has to fight off the monster. Uh, he can't because he's not powerful enough. Then a uh, soul reaper turns up and she's like, I can't defeat the, the person either, I'm not strong enough, I've been wounded by this creature, I need to give you my powers, so Ichigo gets the powers, he kills the monster, saves his, I was about to say, daughter, sister, uh, they have to mind blank the rest of his family so that they don't remember the events of the night, he then uh, trains up with a bunch of other people to kill other monsters for the Soul Reaper, because Soul Reaper is still too weak to fight, um, the Soul Reaper in question then gets taken back to a place called the Soul Society, which is her original home, by her people, uh, against her will. Uh, they then train up to go to the Soul Society themselves, that's Ichigo and two of his friends, three of his friends. Uh, they finally get there, they uh, beat up a bunch of like uh, guards that are around this military complex. Then they You're have over to a minute, the I, I just realised I'm giving okay. you an update. Um, they... Uh, yeah, fighting through all these captains. The captains are too tough in a lot of the cases, but eventually they get to a point where on top of the executioner's hill where 
Rukia, who is the original Soul Reaper, is going to get executed, but they managed to stop the execution. 30 seconds. That being said, a third party then emerges, takes, um, you know, uh, a, a different character who has, uh, and they become a lot more powerful, and they go to the dark side, which is basically hell. Um, and then Ichigo and his friends go back to Earth, they train up a bunch, there's a bunch of shitty side stories. 10 they seconds go to hell. Uh, they fight all these incredibly tough people, then the, at the end it like goes back to Earth, and then they fight the incredibly tough evil people, and then eventually they win, but there's also sacrifices. Oh, I'm done. done. Yeah, you're done. Jesus. That was, um... <clears throat> I actually, so... <laughs> I'll admit, I've only seen the series up until in the middle of the Hueco Mundo saga, they decided that they were gonna do a bunch of filler, and I'm like, fuck this, and I stopped watching. Yeah, there's a lot of filler before Waco Mundo as well, which is yeah. also annoying. I made it that far. Yeah. But honestly, you got through the details of the Soul Society saga, which is honestly the best part of the series. Yeah, I mean, I felt like I spent too long on the very first episode. You did. You you actually spent almost, like, 20 seconds just describing episode one. Yeah. And you fell I, into the I, same I, trap that I did with Mass Effect. I thought I quite concisely got the Soul Society down there. Mm. The Soul uh, Society you, you, you cleared in like 20 seconds. Mm. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I said the dark side. I meant Waco Mundo, obviously. Well, yeah, no, but I, I knew <laughs> what you meant. <laughs> I mean, um, those people who don't yeah. go out and watch Bleach. It's a, you know, mid tier anime for teenagers. Well, I mean, watch the first two seasons. Yeah, you don't need to watch much further than that. It starts yeah, to get if weird. If you're really committed, then go for it. Honestly, it, even then, instead of watching the Hueco Mundo saga, just watch the you know the music videos that are made using it as a backdrop because they're really good. Hmm, they do have a lot of good like intro music and stuff in Oh Bleach. yeah. Um, oh my god, the the first one, Orange Theory, I think is the band that does it. I can right. I can I can hear it in my head, but I can't sing it because I can't speak Japanese. All right. It's me now. This is now going to be something that I don't know, right? It is. Okay, or something you don't know much about. And so I have chosen a book from 1966. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, known as Fahrenheit 451. Oh. I might... Is this the one where the firefighters burn books? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna operate on the assumption that it's that that book, but go on. Okay. All right. Uh, well, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. All right. Three. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, no. I was about oh, okay, to start right. talking. Three, two, one, burn. Okay. So Fahrenheit Fahrenheit 451 is set in sort of like a dystopian future where there's like um, I don't know some kind of extreme censorship. Uh, I'm assuming Twitter took over the government, and they like. You're, you're, there are certain books that are illegal, and the, the firefighters are not like fire. They don't actually put out fires. Whenever there's, they find these books that are forbidden knowledge, they go and they take the books and they put them in the middle of like the street or something like that, and they use their their hoses are just like flamethrowers and they burn the books. The book follows, like, I want to say it follows, like, this kid who is in a house and he has these forbidden books and they're kind of hidden and he reads them secretly and starts to get these dangerous ideas and it gets him in trouble with the government and 
fuck. What happens after that? Um, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't remember if the book has a good or a bad ending. Like, so I'm I'm gonna just say that the book probably has a bad ending. Like the kid eventually gets found out, um, and they they burn the books, and they probably put him in jail or a gulag or something. And honestly, that's all I remember about it. You've got forty seconds left. Uh, all right, and um, after they put him in the gulag, they find some more books, and the firefighters all get together and have beer and hot dogs. All right, why is it called Fahrenheit four five one? Uh, because that's the temperature to burn the books at. Um, or the, the the temperature the flames are at, uh, or, or, or oh wait no no maybe that's the name of the fire department that does the burning. All right, yeah, stop the timer. It, okay, I, I'm, I'm just waffling at that point. Well, I mean, <laughs> the point of this segment is because this is all awful. Okay, yeah. so um, uh, uh, sorry. By the way, um, it was the film that came out in 1966. The original novel came out in 1953. Um, okay, I, I've read the I, I've read the book, but I haven't read the book since I was in middle school. Yeah, so Fahrenheit four five one is set in a dystopian society that burns books in order to control dangerous ideas and unhappy concepts. The novel still tells the story of Guy Montag, a fireman, who questions the book burning policy and undergoes extraordinary suffering and transformation as a result. Basically, okay. so he meets wasn't... a cute girl who has secretly got books. Okay, so and it wasn't it wasn't a kid; it was a guy. Okay, yeah, and um, he doesn't want to like turn her over, and he becomes enthralled by the books himself. Um, I remember the the ending to the book. Um, I remember it was quite disappointing because it's like it leaves it on a cliffhanger. Like, yeah, there was meant to be another book or something. Maybe, well, either either was. that or they were they were going for deliberate ambiguity to make people think. Um, but he basically like escapes to the city, and meets up with a a faction who are like pro book people. Well, that that honestly that that plot, and I think this is where I was getting mixed up. That plot shares a lot. Have you ever read the book uh, The Giver? No. They made a pretty shitty movie adaptation of it, but the the book was something I read in sixth grade, maybe fifth or sixth grade. Right. I, so I I would have been quite young when I read this, but a similar plot where it's dystopian future, certain knowledge is all controlled, and basically anything that doesn't make people feel good or happy is banned, and there's there's one person in society known as the Giver who is um, he is, like, tasked with retaining all of the, the knowledge that's been forgotten and one person each year is selected to essentially be his apprentice and be the new person who gets to know all of this forbidden knowledge. Right. Um, and was, so it it's a similar it's well, a similar concept, the idea of just like, you know, mass censorship and government overreach. Yeah. Oh, um so yes. Um all reading until uh there are about a future society that's banned all reading material, and the job of the fireman is to keep the fires at 451 degrees, the oh, temperature yes. that burns paper. Yes! I got it right! Yeah. Well, there were a couple um, details I guessed right, and I knew the basic premise, that they, the firefighters were burning books. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the So there's a book that I find this very similar to, um, except the book that I'm thinking of is a lot more... 
it doesn't just cover like these topics. It goes through a whole like different, complete change in society, not just about books. But books are one thing that's criminal in that as well, which is um, a Ben Elton book and. Ben Elton books are very crazy. I Who would not remember. Ben Elton? Um, he... I can't, I can't describe his books, mostly because I can't say that on YouTube. <laughs> but, um, um, so the, there's a the book in question. I can't remember what the title of it is, but it's probably my favourite one that he did. Um, it's about a... An, again, it's a dystopian future where basically... A really extremist version of religion has become hmm. the government, and all right. So we, um, yeah, it goes on to be like yeah, theocracy. It is like a uh, the the social norms are so extreme to an extent that it becomes kind of uncomfortable to listen to because. Um, like privacy, for example, yeah. is basically non-existent in this world. Uh, so everything you do, not only is it not private, but it's if you try and cover something up, like anything at all, then you will be made an example of, and bad yeah. things will happen. I mean, hell, we're kind of not, not to get too dark here, but that's both of these these books that we're talking about. This is the direction we're going in right now. Yeah. Except instead of book burning, it's um, digital book burning. Yeah, and it's all very... T everything is very touchy-feely, so like they're all like, you should be proud of your body no matter what, but you should also, you know, always do your best to look like perfection. Um, books, uh, I think specifically fiction, I think, is outlawed. Um, and there's a, a big part about um, the banning of... of that, those kinds of things. Interesting. Um, it's a very interesting book. I would highly recommend it. But I've already recommended several other books to you. To, to yeah, you. I know. Sorry, first. <laughs> Once I finish the uh, the Formic War series, the one I was talking about earlier, I actually intend to read the Red Rising book series that you recommended. Oh, God, I can't wait. That's one that I've been wanting to say on Long Story Short for a while, but I can't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. All right. Um, yeah. Okay, it is your turn right. now. This is the final, final bit round. of this, so uh, I, I will give you also a choice: uh, something historical or something uh, fictional. Uh, let's go with fictional, because I know. All right. Fiction. Here you go. Plot of Transformers. The plot of Transformers has a plot. <laughs> Wait, well, the, hang on. The I'm talking about the animated series from the '80s. Okay. Okay. The original okay. transfer. There, there's, there's also a novelization. There's also the Michael Bay abominations. Like there, there's a few iterations of Transformers. I, I am talking about the cartoon from the eighties. Okay. Wait, we're talking about the movie, right? Uh, well, I was talking about the series in general. But if you want to do the movie, you can do that too. Because I, I literally never watched the cartoons. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, I will let you do the movie. Okay. Okay, I'm ready when you are. Okay, three, two, one, go. Okay, so Transformers starts out on... Uh, oh, fuck, what's the planet called? <laughs> uh, I, 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 my mind went Megatron, then Elton John, and then... 
Whatever. It's Planet Elton John. Move on. So, uh, the Planet of the Transformers gets attacked uh, because the uh, a faction of the world called the Decepticons try and overthrow the Autobots. The Autobots have to escape on a in. ship called the Ark. Um, when a giant fucking planet, for some reason, attacks them called Galvatron, um, they escape through... Wait, is that like the ending of the thing? That's the ending, isn't it? <laughs> a big fucking planet attacks them. <laughs> and there's like um, an internal conflict with the Decepticons where the second in command <clears throat> called Starscream You're tries running to in. overthrow Megatron, who is the leader of the Decepticons. Uh, he thinks he has killed Megatron and a couple of others, but they survived. And with the help of Galvatron, Megatron gets like Dragon Ball Z 9000 powered. Um, he returns to uh, the the place where Starscream is having his uh, induction ceremony as the new emperor of the Decepticons and beats the crap out of him. Um, honestly, that was my favorite part of the film, and I can't remember anything past it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a space train. Um, they, <laughs> the Autobots are really boring, and honestly, I can't remember much of their story. Um, <laughs> there's an underwater planet with electric fish things and octopuses. Um, then they fight Galvatron, and they blow Galvatron up. That's time, I, that's time. <laughs> shit. Honestly, you got a remarkable amount right. And you got a remarkable about like a remarkable amount right out of order. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Does you, the arc you were... happened at the beginning of the so end. So the the arc is actually at the beginning of the series. It is. It's not even in the movie. Oh. The arc is so what you described at the beginning there. That's the beginning of the Transformers animated series. The Autobots escape Cybertron, which is the name of the planet. Cybertron on, on the arc, <laughs> they, they escape to Earth. Um, <laughs> The beginning of the movie is yeah. that uh, the Decepticons have essentially won the war and they control uh, Cybertron and the Autobots are relegated to either Earth or the moons of the planet. Um, yeah. And so they, they run to Earth to get more like power for a big attack against the Decepticons. Decepticons spy on them, board the ship, and then there's a big fight on Earth. Optimus Prime gets killed. And then... Um, then the, the planet you're thinking of is named Unicron... Well, who's Galvatron then? Galvatron is what Megatron gets transformed into. Ah, oh, shit. So when when Cy you got that right, Starscream kills Megatron, and then dumps him out the ship, and um, Unicron finds him and then transforms him into Galvatron. Which again, that is an awesome scene. He goes back and um, just shoots Starscream in the face. Honestly, in the game, um, the really good one that came off PS3. Yeah, that was. Also, like, I, it was my favorite scene in the cartoon, and I think they made it even better in the game. It felt epic, like that particular level. I played that so many times. Yeah, I've I've played the um I've played the games too, the War for Cybertron and um uh, yeah, I think it was War for Cybertron. Yeah, there, there's two of them, and they both have yeah. Cybertron in the name. I've played both. They're they're really good. Cause, I mean, obviously, mm. I love the series. Those games are actually based more on the novelization than on the TV show. Right, I mean, that's kind of where I remembered the Ark from most, because... Yeah, the Ark was the ship that they well. escaped to Earth on. Um, mm. 
but I mean, again, you got a remarkable. <laughs> you also, I love the. Yeah, I don't remember much about the Autobot storyline. It's boring, and then you immediately started talking about one of the Autobot storylines where they go to the planet with the electric fish. Well, that's the thing. I don't remember what they were doing. I remember the the jazz was on that planet. It wasn't jazz. Um, the the jazz gets shot in like the beginning of the movie. He's the silver guard dude. I'm sure he was on there. It, well, yeah, he was there, but that, that wasn't Jazz. Um, his name was... Um... Oh, I thought that was Jazz. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember his name. It's because that's what he looks like in the modern-day movies. Yeah, it, it has some kind of a... Like, it's it's some kind of a name like... Um... Oh, his name is Cup. His name is Cup. That's a dumb name. The, it, Cup and Hot Rod are the two that end up on the planet. Hmm. And Cup is like the generic grizzled old guy who's like just oh, I'm I'm almost at oh, my yeah. retirement. Yeah. Um, okay, I, would just, I could I could talk about that. I I loved that series as a kid, and the movie is still something that I enjoy um, going back yeah. to. Yeah, you were just laughing a bulls off all the way through. I, I was. Well, I mean, you. But the thing is, it was funny because of how close you got to the actual like. You were really Shooting close to the it. plot most of the way through. Like, you hit a yeah. lot of the key points. You just got a couple names wrong and then threw in some random bits from the series. Yeah, I mean, I also wanted to talk about the um, the five robots that turn into one, but I can't remember the names. So I thought that Devastator. Really dumb. Dev- well, they're, they're, the, the robots collectively are called the Constructicons. Yeah, well, the... Wait, that's the good ones are called the Constructicons. No, 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 the bad ones are. Oh, what are the good ones called? Um, there's two different varieties. There's the... There's, like, a ambulance one that no one cares about. They show up in, like, two episodes. And then there's the, uh, Aerobots. Um, right. You might be thinking of the Dinobots. They don't actually, uh, no, combine into anything, dinobots. but they're just dinosaurs. No, no I wasn't thinking of the Dinobots. The Aerobots um, were, were the, um, the combiner robots for, um... Hmm. The one of the evil ones had like the 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 fuck the one that has like it was like a stereo an old fashioned stereo. Oh, uh, Soundwave. Beatbox. Beatbox. Oh, I loved Soundwave. Soundwave was yeah. Soundwave. The Soundwave was awesome. Hmm. Oh, but yes, there we go. That was uh, this week's. Yeah, long story short, no that was. Um, I mean, this is this is a good contract. Last week we actually had a two-hour episode. Um, this week we're we're clocking in somewhere around uh, like an hour forty-five. So hmm. it's good to keep. We, we're actually keeping on time this week. Look at that. Yeah, we were concise. Exactly. Throw back to the first it's, segment. <laughs> but it's value packed. <laughs> mm. Oh man! All right. Um, I think we can end it off there. Well, do we quickly want to talk about the? Um plans we may or may not have in the future oh yeah yeah just a quick yeah a quick little bit of housekeeping um something that's been suggested and something we're considering so it should be obvious to anyone who is watching this on youtube that i've stopped uploading the individual segments um and that's because they they basically were not really value added it was just i was chunking up the podcast and then throwing it out on the youtube channel I think it makes a whole lot more sense, especially since most of our viewership tends to be on the audio platforms, to stop doing that and just upload the full podcast. This also gives us the opportunity that if we want to cut out like a particularly interesting bit of conversation, then that can be uploaded separately. Uh, it also gives us the leeway to potentially be doing live segments, um, which is something we may try uh, if there's interest in that, um, either, you know, making a Twitch channel for the podcast and either doing it live 
<clears throat> or doing like supplemental segments live or something like that. Um, so yeah. it's it's stuff we're considering right now. But for the time being, that is the reason. If you've uh, wondered why the segments disappeared, that that's the thinking behind it. Um, yeah. So if you do have any interesting questions or such, and you want us to maybe try discussing them, uh, if you shoot us a message on, I guess Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Twitter or YouTube. If you don't have Twitter, then they could use. I don't know. Well, either Twitter or comment on the YouTube video. Um, both of those. Yeah. And we'll go through that and have a look. And if there's some golden grains of truth, then maybe uh, maybe your question will be seen, heard. Yeah. Featured on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Let's end it there then. <clears throat> this has been Ooh. episode 31 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. And um... have a great week. Sorry. I didn't realize that was my cue. <laughs> <laughs> I had like coffee granules in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> bye, bye, everyone. Get, get out of here. <laughs>